0: As the Rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, may I welcome you very warmly to this service. It's wonderful that so many of you are able to join our online services, which combine archive recordings of our choir and congregation with newly recorded readings, prayers and sermons. For this reason, we shall continue to broadcast these services each Sunday even though we've now resumed our 11 a.m. Choral Eucharist in St. Bride's itself. Not all of you are able to join us in person for reasons of distance or because you need to take particular care of your health, but we know that you are very much with us in spirit. May the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. It is a great delight to welcome you to St. Bride's to our service of choral evensong on this, the 17th Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St. Bride's family. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep.
2: The Old Testament reading is taken from Proverbs, chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. My son, if thou wilt receive my words, and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous, he is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment, and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness, and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
3: testament reading is taken from the first letter of john chapter 2 beginning at the first verse my little children these things i write unto you that ye sin not and if any man sin we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous and he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only but also for the sins of the whole world And hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth for ever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: So Almighty God, thou hast made us for thyself, and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in thee. Pour thy love into our hearts, and draw us to thyself. And so bring us at last to thy heavenly city, where we shall see thee face to face. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. As I noted in my sermon this morning, today, the 4th of October, is the date on which the Church of England calendar commemorates one of the most beloved of all Christian saints, Francis of Assisi. Francis, who was born in Assisi around the year 1181, was the son of a cloth merchant. After a somewhat turbulent and rebellious youth and a term of imprisonment when taken captive during hostilities with another local city, he underwent a profound personal and spiritual transformation, which inspired him to focus his attention on the needs of the poor, particularly lepers he also felt called to do something about the state of the church of his day. Many places of worship were in a severe state of physical disrepair, and the church as a whole was in need of spiritual renewal. Francis formed an order of men whom he called his little brothers, who became known as friars, who, inspired by his example bound themselves together under his leadership by a simple gospel-based rule that he devised. The Franciscan order, as it was to become known, was to spread throughout the whole of Western Christendom. The rule that Francis drew up in 1209 for his little brothers included the following references to the life to which they were committing themselves. He wrote this. The rule and life of these brothers is this, to live in obedience, in chastity, and without anything of their own, and to follow the teaching and the footprints of our Lord Jesus Christ, who says, if you wish to be perfect, go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. And again, if anyone wishes to come to me and does not hate father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Or again, everyone who has left father or mother, brothers or sisters, wife or children, houses or lands because of me shall receive a hundredfold and shall possess eternal life. If anyone desiring by divine inspiration to accept this life should come to our brothers, let him be received by them with kindness. The minister on his part should receive him with kindness and encourage him and diligently explain to him the tenor of our life. When this has been done, the aforesaid person, if he wishes and is able to do so spiritually and without any impediment, should sell all his possessions and strive to give them all to the poor. The brothers should wear poor clothes, and they can patch them with sackcloth and other pieces with the blessing of God. For the Lord says in the Gospel, Those who wear costly clothes and live in luxury and who dress in soft garments are in the houses of kings. They should not cease to doing good, nor should they seek costly clothing in this world so that they may have a garment in heaven. I'm very struck by the repeated use of the word kindness in the rule that Francis drew up all too often kindness is an underrated Christian virtue. In my sermon this morning, I was speaking about the extraordinary way in which the life of St Francis exemplifies freedom, true freedom, and so speaks to the priorities of modern society very powerfully. We can all too easily assume, quite mistakenly, that it is wealth and possessions and status that secure freedom for us. Paradoxically, more often than not, it is those very things that end up keeping us in chains. But there is another incredibly significant lesson that we can learn from St Francis, a lesson that has never been more urgent, and that relates to his relationship with the natural world. The famous canticle of the creatures attributed to St. Francis is known to us in a variety of versions and forms, but here is a translation of the original. And what is so striking and so challenging about this, we sometimes forget the challenge to us implicit within its words, is that Francis's relationship with every aspect of nature and all of God's gifts in his creation is not one of stewardship, but one of absolute radical equality. Sun, moon, stars, and every part of creation are to Francis, his brothers, and his sisters. And for him, every part of that wonderful, God-given economy is a cause for celebration and joy. I shall leave you with its words. Most High, Omnipotent, Great Lord, to you all praise, glory and honour and every blessing. To you alone, Most High, do they belong and no man is worthy to pronounce your name. Praise be to you, my Lord, with all your creatures, especially Brother Sun, who illuminates the day for us, and he is beautiful and radiant with great splendour, and from you, most high, brings meaning. Praise be to you, my Lord, for sister moon, and for the stars. In heaven you have formed them, shining and precious and fair. Praise be to you, my Lord, for brother wind, for air and clouds, clear sky and every sort of weather by which means you sustain your creatures. Praise be to you, my Lord, for Sister Water. She is useful and humble, precious and pure. Praise be to you, my Lord, for Brother Fire. Through him you enlighten the night and he is fair and merry and vital and strong. Praise be to you, my Lord, for our sister, Mother Earth, who nourishes and sustains us all and brings forth diverse fruits with many coloured flowers and herbs. Praise be to you, my Lord, for those who pardon grant for the love of you, and who bear infirmity and tribulation. Blessed be those who live in peace, for by you, most high, will they be crowned. Praised be to you, my Lord, for our sister bodily death, from whom no living man can flee. Woe to those who die in mortal sin, Blessed be those who are found in your holy will, for the second death will not harm them. Praise and bless my Lord, and thank him, and serve him with great humility. Amen.
4: Let us pray Lord, you call your church to be purified for your service. Set our wills on your kingdom alone. Cease our trivial squabbles and focus your church on proclaiming your glory. We ask for your blessing on the leaders of all your holy churches and especially on Justin and Stephen, our Archbishops, Sarah, our Bishop, and Alison, our Rector. We pray also today for the Anglican Church of Tanzania, for Maimbo Madolwa, Archbishop and Bishop of Tanga. We also pray for the Church in Haderslev, in Denmark, and for Marianne Christiansen, Bishop. In our own diocese, we pray for the East Haringey Deanery, for Ian Booth, Area Dean, and for John Root, Sub-Dean, and for the Deanery Synod and its work. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you call the nations to be at peace with one another. Unite them in the pursuit of the good of all. May none prosper at the expense of others. We ask for your blessing on Elizabeth, our Queen, for our government and members of parliament, and for the leaders of the nations. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you call us to live justly. Strengthen all who uphold order and bring to account any that cause harm. Turn us from the evil we do towards the good that we do not. We pray especially for all those who work in our emergency services. And we pray for your blessing on journalists around the world, especially those who are in harm's way in the course of their duties. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, you call us to care for all who are sick. Anoint them with your Holy Spirit. Raise them up to sing your praises. We remember before you those in our parish community, in this city and around the world, who are in need at this time. We remember also any others we know to be in need. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, your call brings us home. Draw to yourself all who have died. Restore them in your life and love. We remember before you all the recently departed, and those whose year's mind comes at this time. Rest eternal grant unto them, O Lord, and let light perpetual shine upon them. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We commend ourselves and all for whom we have prayed to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept, accept these prayers, prayers for the sake, sake of, of thy Son, Son our, our Saviour Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Amen.